It's 7 a.m. in Los Angeles, 10 a.m. in New York City. In London, it's 2 p.m. and Riyadh, 5 in the afternoon. In Malaysia, it's 1973. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hello! I fixed it! It works! Amazingly enough. <laughs> and that ridiculous echo is gone, so that's cool. I'm back to the old mic. Much better. Cyber Rewind, hello there! Good to, uh, good to see you. And Obligated Orb, hello. Welcome in. Thank you. <laughs> Jay! Woo! Oh, man. Doesn't it feel... It's only been two days. This is Thursday. My stream lasts on Tuesday. But for some reason, it just feels like it's been a week. I don't know why. That's really weird. Very, very odd. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Starting off on a coffee note. Um, great to see you in here, wherever you may be watching. We are cyber casting, triple casting across. Uh, yeah, it's been a really long week. You're exactly right, actually. We shot a new episode today of Urban Jungle Food, and you're going to love it. Zed is our crazy host. He does all those quick tips, and he's he's a very talented guy. He's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we did an episode today. I don't know if I should release this or not. Yeah, it's my show. I can do what I want. It's with his mom. And it's uh, uh, Ramadan is coming up, the uh, the month of Ramadan. In fact, strangely enough, tonight, last night, the moon looked like maybe a quarter full Tonight, suddenly, it's like three quarters full. It's like, boom, boom, two days. Very weird. But, um, yeah, so uh, when the, I believe it's on the full moon, is it? Or the new moon? It must be the full moon. Uh, the uh, month of Ramadan begins, ending, of course, in Hari Raya. And a big celebration for uh, uh, Muslims throughout the world, but uh, also, of course, here in Malaysia. And... Um, Anyway, so we've got a kind of a special episode coming up during uh, Ramadan, and uh, it's with Zed, our crazy host from Urban Jungle Food, and his mom, and it's going to be damn cool. We, we just shot it today, so she has her own home garden. It's amazing. Wait till you see this garden. It's incredible. It is so cool. She's self-sustaining, which is really nice. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that was my busy week, and tomorrow's yet another day but it's friday yay we're happy about that always good on a friday um all right a few uh, housekeeping things to take care of here we want to thank the folks at streambeats.com uh they don't pay me to promote them but uh, they do such an incredible job and a wonderful service that i want to thank uh, harris heller and his gang at alpha gaming and uh, streambeats.com is where you will find all the music that we use here on our show it is completely copyright strike free if you are a streamer if you're on youtube facebook uh, twitch wherever you may be um streambeats.com is a place to find your music a variety of stuff i use the rock album which is a fairly new one i think their latest release uh, there are vocal versions and instrumental versions but there's a whole variety of different kinds even some with a little bit of a, a japanese bent which is nice I, I i think i might switch over to that just for uh, just for some variety packs uh wherever you may be on facebook uh youtube 
or twitch.tv. Be sure you subscribe, like, share. It's all free. It doesn't cost you a dime. And uh, it really does help. So I know most of you who are sitting around watching this thing right now are already subscribed. But um, Norman Effendi. Norman! Hey, he liked the stream. Thank you. Good to have you uh, along for the ride, Norman. Be sure you subscribe, like, follow, wherever you may be. And uh, if you are so inclined, no obligation. If you're on twitch.tv, that right there is a live link. You can click on that, make a donation to help defray the cost of producing this ridiculous crap we put on the air three days a week. And if you're on uh, Facebook, up above here in the description, you'll see a link. And that will take you to the same thing. And you can, uh, you can make a, I'm on Twitch. Good for you. Cool. Thank you. Cyber rewind. All right. Um, all right. And, uh, also of course, at any point in the show, other than when we're reading our book, and if you don't know what that's about, I'll tell you in a second, uh, you can also call in, you can Skype into the show. We'll put you right on the air. Of course, be nice. Don't break the rules. You know the drill. Uh, but you can call. It's a Connecticut number. Charges will apply. Toll charges if you are not local to this number. 860-598-0987. You just tried to click it. It should be working on Twitch. If you're on Twitch and you click that, it should work. Hmm, very weird. I'll check that out. Thank you for letting me know. Um, okay, so uh, you can call in 860-598-0987 or you can Skype J. Sheldon. Look for this funky little logo. It probably says something like I'm not wearing pants and uh, you can also do that and you will be on the show. It's just that easy. Oh, man. Okay, more coffee time. I live on coffee. You, you guys all know that. We got so many things to talk about tonight and a bit of memory from the seventies. I'm that old. Uh, Y'all know how old I am. Um, But yeah, some stuff that pissed me off and some stuff that made me laugh and some stuff that kind of made me go, Oh, not much does that these days. Uh, Also Blake Sheldon, Shelton, I should say, my name is spelled just like that, S-H-E-L-D-O-N. Um, the f- very famous singer, who I think also is on like, uh, what is it? Um, America, oh, The Voice, Blake Shelton, T-O-N, which is a common misspelling of my name, by the way. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll tell you what that, he's, he's helping to support the show. I'll tell you what that means coming up. <laughs> In a roundabout way, thank you, Blake. Appreciate it. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And finally, uh, of course, we will end the night, as we always do, with um, Darren Chow. You're back. Good to see you, Darren. Thanks for joining. Excellent. Good to see you. I assume you are over there on uh, on Facebook. Thank you, Darren. Um, In fact, I think I've got something from you tonight in our Facebook review. I saw something you posted earlier. I don't remember if I saved it or not. I'll have to check. Um, At the end of every uh, episode, every stream, this is our 40th stream, by the way. We've done 40 of these bad boys. Can you believe it? Wow. When I was doing the number tonight for the thumbnail, I thought, holy crap, 40 shows and absolutely nothing earth-shaking or substantial whatsoever on any of it. 
I'm damn proud of that. Uh, and thank you for coming along for the rides. Um, we read a chapter out of a book and we go chapter by chapter till we finish the book. We started with the wonderful Wizard of Oz. We have moved on to Alice in Wonderland. We've only got maybe two, three more chapters to go. And I was digging around the site at the Gutenberg Project today. And I found, I've gotten a few suggestions. And so I've, I've got those. I found some other ones I hadn't seen before. And I thought, this is really cool. I, I wanted to offer them up and let you guys take a vote as to what you would like to be our next book. I also found, by the way, a Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens Christmas Carol. Obviously, it ain't the season, but it is a public domain book, so I can read it and uh, not be worried about being sued or getting some sort of copyright crap. Um, but you know what? It's cool because we'll save that and we'll time it out for Christmas. But I did find uh, Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days. That's actually an amazing story. It's long, but it's a cool story. Uh, Peter Pan is another one. The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling, the original Jungle Book, not the Disney cartoon. Uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, that might be fun around uh, Halloween. Um, the Tale of Peter Rabbit is another one that, that is available to, uh, to read. War of the Worlds, now that would be fun. In fact, um, some amazingly talented people uh, created a, I think, 3D animation uh, film, War of the Worlds Goliath. I have the voice for a few characters in that film. You should check it out. Uh, just do an, uh, an uh, internet search for War of the Worlds Goliath. Damn cool film. Uh, Treasure Island is another one, Robert Louis Stevenson. So if you have a preference or if you have an idea as to what you might like, Invis Toby, hello, welcome in. Thank you. Thanks for coming, coming by. Um, those are the ones that I've grabbed. There are others there, but I, I really think there's one I'm saving out, and it is by a relative of mine. You may know the book. It's very famous. It's very old, but it is in the public domain, and it is by Marjorie Williams Bianco. It's called The Velveteen Rabbit. And she's actually a, I think, a great-great-aunt a of mine, amazingly enough. I, I, I want to do that book. It's very short. I'll do that book probably next, but let me know what after that, because that's going to be done very fast. But I, just because I found it and she's related, I thought, yeah, that, that'd be a great one to do. So the Velveteen Rabbit will likely be coming up next. All right, cool. Um, Invis Toby is, th is here. Thank you very much. And uh, Darren liked the stream too. Thank you for that. It is time to move on to Pom Pom Pom. Facebook review. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, I, I love this story. I love this story. Can I tell you I hate face masks? Yeah. I can't breathe. I know the science or the lack of. Um, I wear a face mask. It's no problem. I absolutely wear face masks. If it makes you feel better. What's the harm? But I hate face masks. Anyway, 
Of course, we're all required to wear them. There's like a 10,000 ringgit fine or some crap if you're not wearing your face mask and they're being really stupid about it. But anyway, get this. I love this, uh, this post. This is so cool. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably from Twitter. Two children not wearing masks were told they had to get off the plane. Now, there is a backstory to this. I researched it. Uh, the ch- one of the children was uh, had some sort of uh, mental disorders, I think would be a politically correct way of saying it. And obviously, this child would not wear a mask. He, they had a note from a doctor saying it was not required for the child to wear a mask. And uh, anyway, two children not wearing masks were told they had to get off the plane. There's what happened. Check this out. Everyone on the plane left with them. Damn, I love that story. Parents saw, here's the, the, uh, the truth paper. Parents told to leave the plane because their child does not wear a mask. All the passengers decided, you know what? Screw you. And they all walked off the plane. We are the 99%. Damn, that's a good story. I love it. Okay, what else are we doing? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting the heavy stuff up front. I was able to get a little better organized tonight. So I saw this, had to share it. The, the, you know, a lot of people who don't live in the U.S. don't understand this, but it is absolutely 1,000% true. What's something that's not actually Christian, but Americans think it is? And Cody Johnson said, America. And that is like, yes, bing, bing, you win. 100%. America is not Christian. In fact, there are some very clear uh, laws about the separation of church and state. Yes, it says in God we trust on the money. Yes, they open Congress with prayer. I don't know if they still do that, but they used to. Yes, the president and all those are normally sworn in on a Bible unless they have something else, maybe the Quran if they're Muslim or something. Um, But so for all intents, you'd think it was a Christian country. It ain't. And when I saw this uh, particular tweet here, I thought, yeah, man, that's, that's exactly right, because that is also true. Most Americans would, I don't want to say most, but I have to believe that a lot of Americans would like to believe that America is Christian. It ain't. So, there. All right, and speaking of things that ticked me off, this is yet another one. Uh, do you know this woman? You probably recognize her if you're older than 20, 30. She's been around a very long time. She is no longer with us. And yes, that woman was a real person. Check this out. That, if you don't know, is Aunt Jemima. Of course, the politically correct cancel culture idiots have destroyed... Uh, her image, along with many other things. But Aunt Jemima, the branding of the syrup was a tribute to this woman's gifts and talents. And when you hear this story, you will realize just how freaking stupid this cancel culture crap is. Uh, 
Future generations, sadly, will not ever even know that this beautiful woman existed, which is a shame. The world knew her as Aunt Jemima, but her given name was Nancy Green. She was a true American success story. She was born a slave in 1934 in Montgomery County, Kentucky, became a wealthy superstar in the advertising world as its first living trademark. <clears throat> she was 56 years old, selected as spokesperson for a new ready-mix self-rising pancake flour, and she made her debut in 1893 at a fair and exposition in Chicago. She demonstrated the pancake mix and served thousands of pancakes and became an immediate star. She was a great storyteller. Her personality warm and appealing, her showmanship exceptional. Her exhibition booth drew so many people that special security personnel were assigned to keep the crowds moving. Nancy Green signed a lifetime contract, traveled on promotional tours all over the country, and was extremely well paid. Her financial freedom and stature as a national spokesperson enabled her to become a leading advocate against poverty and in favor of equal rights for folks in Chicago. She maintained that job until her death in 1923. She was 89 years old, a remarkable woman who sadly has just been erased. And that's all I got to say about that. Frightening. Frightening. Stop doing that cancel culture crap, please. It's ridiculous. Okay. Here's the one that made me go, aw. And it's not just because of this picture. This picture's great. It's, it's damn cool. Life before the internet. But strangely enough, uh, Robert Pegano just got in touch with me tonight, and he was saying, you know, he's remembering the good old days. He is a, uh, a dear friend, and uh, while he was a bit younger than me, he didn't really hang out with our gang. Uh, I'm from Cornwall, Connecticut. I was born and grew up in uh, the first half of my childhood in East Cornwall, because my grandfather, a couple of aunts, and uh, we lived up there, aunts and uncles. Um, it was kind of the Sheldon homestead along... Uh, the road there, what was it, Great Hill Road in East Cornwall. Um, and then when I was in around fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, I don't remember how old I would have been, maybe 10, 12, 10, 11, 12, we moved to West Cornwall. Yeah, I know, big, right? The whole town had about 1,200 people population. It was a very small town. It's still a very small town, but it's a lot different from these days because this picture having nothing to do with West Cornwall and Jay Sheldon and the gang this is exactly what we used to do we would hang out in fact it would it would almost be the covered bridge in West Cornwall would have been over here this would have been the emporium there was a package store on the corner package store by the way Whoopi Goldberg lives or lived in Cornwall. I don't know if she still does. She had a home there, and I ran into her once in that package store. Uh, but this was our gang. A couple of guys would be there on bikes, uh, one standing, a few sitting around on the sidewalk, and we would just shoot the crap, talk about the day. There was no internet. There were no cell phones, hand phones. Uh, in fact, 
The phone would ring and you picked it up and you didn't know who was there. Imagine that. And sometimes you didn't answer it at all. But I, it, it started me thinking about those days. It was 1972, 73, 74, around in there, a long time ago. And man, how life was different. This gang here of mine would have been people like Lloyd Golden, Mickey Watts, Tony Locke, Chris Marola, Guy Washburn, John Mulligan, occasionally. Uh, I'm forgetting some, I'm sure. But those were the Al DeGrenia. Al DeGrenia was another one. He was slightly older than the rest of us. We all looked up to him. He was a crazy guy, still is. And you know what? I have completely lost touch with virtually every single one of those guys that I grew up with. We went through hell and back together. We went on adventures. We went camping. We did crazy-ass stuff. We did goofy things. And um, it was what I think made me a great deal of what I am today. It was an amazing time, and it's melancholy. Never go back. You can never, ever go back to those days. I do not honestly know if some of these guys actually even exist. We're not all connected on Facebook. A few of us are, but damn few. And I've searched them out. I can't really seem to find them because I would love to just say hey and remember the good old days. Misha, demigod of discordance. Hello, Misha. Good to have you along for the ride. Um, we're just reminiscing a little bit about the good old days back in the early 70s when Jay was a uh, <clears throat> preteen and teenager, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, um, back in the days before internet and how we miss the folks that we, uh, that we grew up with. And this, this picture just made me feel so amazingly melancholy uh, thinking about those days. Those amazing days. <sighs> okay, enough of that. Check this out. I gotta readjust. Sorry, but I gotta I gotta move. Of the Wright brothers' first airplane is on NASA's Mars chopper. You know how fascinated I am with this whole Mars thing and the rover and the fact that we are going to be flying a chopper on Mars, a little drone. It's going to be flying around. Um. I saw something today that said it's not supposed to fly until around the 8th of April. What the hell is taking so long? Fly the damn thing. Uh, no, believe me, it's an amazing feat just to make it fly at all. But this, this is so cool. There's a piece, a small piece of cloth from the original Wright Brothers first airplane that is on board the Mars Chopper. Check that out. It's incredible. Um, a small swatch of fabric from the 1903 Wright Flyer, the space agency revealed on Thursday. How cool is that? Huh? Seriously? How cool is that? That is absolutely amazing. Wow. Okay, this one hit the headlines uh, this week. <laughs> Strangely enough, I'll probably have to readjust here. 
a Malaysian man, well, not a Malaysian man, a Malaysian-based man, kind of like a me, bought Twitter's boss Jack Dorsey's first tweet for 11.9 million ringgit. Okay? 11.9 million ringgit. Let me just do this. One ringgit is 0.024 USD. So 11 million. Holy crap. 2.26 million USD. Yeah. 2.26 million USD. Apparently somebody just has nothing better to do with their money. Uh, this is a guy, according to this news in the star, um, and apparently the tweets have some digital signature so that it's proof that this was the actual tweet that Dorsey sent out, the very first one ever. Uh, and it said something like, oh, here it is. Just setting up my Twitter was what he, what he, his first tweet for Dorsey. Made March 21st, 2006. Um, now, I don't know that it actually, uh, it was sold at an auction and bought using cryptocurrency. And, um, oh, it does say, it mentions the buyer. So I guess we can talk about it because it was in the news. Uh, Sina Estavi. Sina Estavi is based in Malaysia. He's the CEO of the blockchain company Bridge Oracle. And uh, he said he was thankful when asked for a comment about his purchase. 11.9 million ringgit. 2.6 million USD. Obligated or says, sheesh. Sheesh is right. Holy crap. Bing, bing, bing. That's a lot of bing. I'm telling you, if this guy who bought this tweet would like to fund a really fun online show streaming three days a week. It's called I'm Not Wearing Pants. And you can get a hold of me and we'll put a deal together. Because apparently, you know, if you got nothing better to do with your money, in fact, if you want, you can write me here, nopants at jsheldon.com. And we'll talk. We will talk. Won't, won't even cost anywhere near what Dorsey's first treat, uh, tweet cost. Trust me, I will not charge you what, what Dorsey's first tweet cost you. It'll be mm, significantly less expensive to fund this show. Okay? We can talk. <laughs> Let me know. Okay, here's another one. Wait, I got to get rid of this notice that's on here. Oh, stop that. Okay, here we go. Do you put ketchup on your steak? Yes or no? I do not. I might put A1 sauce. No, thank you, obligated orb. What? Yeah, like what the... I, A1 sauce? Yes. 
Um, Worcestershire sauce, occasionally when I have it. But ketchup, and somebody posted this, and I couldn't agree more. Putting ketchup on your steak should lower your credit score. Uh, A1 sauce, yes. Barbecue sauce, yes. But it it started me to think, because somebody made the comment down below here, you'll see. Ketchup on steak is like mayo on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It just doesn't match up. (laughs) Uh, See, and this is what I wanted. Thank you, uh, Misha. I wanted you guys to make comments in the chat about either you or someone you know that does weird stuff with sauce, like putting ketchup on steak. Um, Misha said, I knew a kid who who ate Cheetos with ketchup. Mm, I'm trying to... You know, that might not be the worst thing. I could... I would be willing to try that. That doesn't sound too horrible it's um it's all right i can't say it's weird because i went to a summer school with the special ed okay um yeah so do you put any weird things on your uh on your foods um i somebody gave me crap once because i put mustard no no i think i think it was because i put ketchup on hot dogs and they were like, you know, clutching their pearls, saying, you don't put ketchup on hot dogs. Well, y- y- yes. Ice cream and fries are really good. I've heard that. I've never tried it because, I don't know. But, you know, nowadays everything is salted caramel, everything. So I think the salt from the potatoes themselves really, you know, don't have a whole lot of flavor. They have flavor, but not a lot of flavor. So basically, you're pretty much just putting the salt in the ice cream. And and that's not weird. Not that weird. Weird having chick, I'm assuming you mean Chick-fil-A sauce with Popeye's chicken and eating it with rice. That sounds like an Asian trick, Misha. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, Chick-fil-A with um, sauce with Popeye's chicken and rice. That's all right. We have a thing here. We Everybody has uh, rice and chicken. In fact, I almost had rice and chicken for dinner tonight. Um, potatoes with anything, and it's amazing. Yeah, you're kind of right. I am an old part Irishman, so potatoes, they are one of my staple foods, and I do love them. In fact, uh, <laughs> a quick one, I bought some of the Japanese uh, purple potatoes, and cook them up. I use them in my hot air oven fryer. And uh, they cook really well. They get crispy. I put a little oil on the outside, a little olive oil. They get kind of crispy on the outside, the skin. And eat the skin on potatoes, by the way. Don't be doing this this shaving the potatoes and then boiling them. I mean, you can boil the potatoes if you want, but leave the skin on. That's where all the flavor and all the vitamins and things are. So um, anyway, bought some purple Japanese potatoes, cooked them up. They're great just as a snack. They're nice and sweet. They're cool. The thing is that two of them were yellow inside, and one was actually purple, which is the real Japanese, Japanese purple sweet potato. Um, Miko loved it. I gave her some, and she devoured them. 
In fact, they gave her another piece of it tonight, and she's hoarding it. She's going like, get away from my potato. <laughs> so she's having fun. Yeah. Um, potatoes with anything. I guess that would be considered weird. Yeah, a little bit, but not, not, not so weird. Um, my significant other puts chili sauce on everything. I'm not a big fan of chili sauce. Chili sauce here in Malaysia is huge. In fact, you are more likely to get chili sauce than ketchup. When they see me, the mozzale guy, the guaylo, they always give me ketchup, which is fine because I'm not a fan of chili sauce. But people eat chili sauce on everything. Literally everything. Um, so much so that I don't know how they taste whatever's under the chili sauce. I mean, say you take a burger, you pull the top off, you completely cover it with chili sauce that thick, slap the top back on and wolf it down. And the taste I assume that you're tasting is just chili sauce. Can I speak some Malay for you guys? Damned little. Saya cukup bahasa Malay, Malaysia sikit-sikit. Tapi tak bagus. <laughs> and I don't even think that's right. I tried. So forgive me. I'm sorry. Um, what I pretty much said was I can speak bahasa Malaysia a little bit, but not very good. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Oh, man, don't put me on the spot like that. Do not put me on the spot like that. I'm all sweaty now. <laughs> um, I can follow along in a conversation a bit. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, but I can, uh, you know, I can, I can order food. I can be polite. I can have a real, real lower than a, BM 101 conversation. Uh, I actually, I said uh, to a friend of mine, someday I have to be challenged and don't speak anything to me but Malay, but BM. BM stands for, if you don't know, Bahasa Malaysia. Um, it is the Malaysian language, the language of the Malays. Um, do whatever you want with saying Malay right now or not. <laughs> Whatever works for <laughs> I'm still learning myself. Good for you, Obligated Orb. I am at an age where my brain, really, science shows, as you get older, your ability to learn languages gets very, very small. And mine is past. Yeah, it's... I try. I really do try. And you know what? People are so great here. Uh, the same thing with Cantonese. Most of my friends who are Chinese uh, speak Cantonese. Some, a few, uh, Mandarin. I mean, most everybody speaks Mandarin, but as their native tongue in their household, with their family, they speak Cantonese for the most part here in the KL area. Uh, depending upon where you are, like in Penang, it's more Hokkien, I think. They're different dialects of the Chinese language. Um, Mandarin, forget it. All that wusu wusu, I can't shape my mouth around those words. I tried, trust me, I tried. Cantonese, momentai. 
Uh, uh, I can speak and understand a bit of Cantonese, not the writing, but if I hear it, because I've spent 20 years now listening to it. And if I, we would have friends, we'd all get together. And a lot of Cantonese was being spoken. So if I wanted to take part in the conversation, I kind of got forced to figure out what they were talking about. So on a very small level, I can speak and understand even less Cantonese than BM. Uh, BM, I'm getting better. I really am. It's a long process, but um, I can hold a very basic conversation. Very. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, back to this. Uh, back to this thing. What do you put on food? I, I was trying to think of anything weird that I like, but it turns out the one thing I can think of that's kind of a weird combination of food isn't all that weird. People apparently do it a lot. And that is, since I was a kid, I've loved peanut butter and potato chip sandwiches. I know. <laughs> Basically, a couple pieces of bread, slap on the peanut butter, cover it in potato chips, crush it down, and down it goes. Love that. Again, that's that salty, peanut buttery, crunchy peanut butter and potato chip sandwiches. Um, yeah, I've eaten that. I've eaten that since I was a kid. Um, what else? There was something else in a drink. It was orange juice. Oh, orange juice and Coke. I know, right? That just sounds weird. That's like brushing your teeth and drinking orange juice afterwards. But <laughs> no, really, um, uh, try that. It's not bad. It becomes this fizzy kind of cokey, cokey orange juice. It's, it's not bad. Um, I've had worse things. And I don't remember how I first tried it. I think, I, again, in my younger crazy days, um, I had Coke and I had orange juice. And I thought, why not? And it, it really isn't bad. Check it out. Um, so anyway, that's uh, Coke, orange juice. Yes, Coke, orange juice. And it's not like milk and Coke, because that would curdle and be horrible. But Coke and orange juice. I think also what might be nice would be uh, root beer and orange juice because root beer tends to be very sweet and orange juice of course is a little bit sour if you get real orange juice so it kind of it kind of balances the two yeah i know uh, look if you know anything about me it's that i'm a weirdo so there you go living proof it just gets more weird <laughs> all right if you have any more just stick them in the chat about uh, strange food combinations or what weird sauces but the bottom line is if you put ketchup on your steak it should lower your credit score orange soda and ice cream oh the best are you kidding me oh yes orange soda and vanilla ice cream it's like it's like a creamsicle in a glass and I don't know if you remember creamsicles. It was like an orange popsicle on the outside and inside was vanilla ice cream. I don't even know if they still make them. But, oh my. Oh, yeah. A creamsicle was amazing. 
Okay. I, just a quick shot. I had to show you my new headphones. What do you think? Hmm? I'm thinking about buying these as my new headphones because, you know, I've had these problem. I've got this bloody uh, in-ear piece thing that doesn't work. It's not syncing. I've got these. So I haven't had a creamsicle. They sound really good. Oh, yeah. Orange cream soda is also same thing. Mm. Orange soda. And the orangier, the better. Here in Malaysia, one of the most orangey, tangy sodas we have, I think, is uh, is it Marinda? Is that what it's called? Um, and then a good vanilla ice cream plopped in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Round of applause for that. Definitely. Yeah. So what do you think about these headphones? Nice, huh? You think we could hear with that? All right. Another piece of good news. We may not get to the book chapter tonight. I've been doing uh, 40 minutes here, for God's sakes. Another piece of good news. Again, free publicity. They are not paying me to say this, but if they'd like to, please get in touch. The address is down there at the bottom over there. Uh, Nopants at jsheldon.com. Yes, finally. 20 years here, and I have ever since day one said, why the hell don't we have a Taco Bell? Apparently, many, 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 many years ago, there were Taco Bells in Malaysia. They got rid of them. Stupid move, because I know this is going to be a huge hit. At least the way the market is these days and people's eating habits, trust me. You think Mexican food is not going to be popular? And tacos? If the price point is about the same, relatively speaking, as it is in the U.S., it's good, cheap, 2 o'clock in the morning on your way home from the bar. Eat a billion of them and pay for it the next day food. I know that's a long title. <laughs> but yes, <clears throat> Taco Bell is opening in Cyber Jaya, which is like a billion miles away from me. But trust me, for, for Taco Bell, I'll drive. Also, a friend of mine posted that a friend of his was invited to a preview of Taco Bell. And they didn't invite me. Of all things. How rude. So that friend is now off my Christmas list. Unbelievable. Taco Bell. Coming to Malaysia. And I cannot wait. Okay, one last, one last story I got to share with you. And that's something I teased earlier. Hold on a second. Uh, hey, Kim, Kim Condon, Godburn, I'll send you some tacos and orange creamsicles. Could be a little messy when it reaches you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be very messy by the time it gets here. But you know what? It might be worth it. Uh, tacos, it's okay. I, I can deal with tacos. As you see, we're going to have them here pretty soon. No problem, but thank you for the thought. The creamsicles now, that's a good idea. Maybe some dry ice. <laughs> send send me an email if you want. I'll I'll send you my address, Kim, and you can you can shoot those over. A couple creamsicles packed in dry ice. I still don't think they would get here, and my bet is they wouldn't make it through customs. So, all right, have I given uh, Taco Bell enough free publicity tonight? You guys owe me. Come sponsor my show. <laughs> All right, earlier in the show, I teased you on the fact that Blake Shelton from The Voice, yeah, Blake Shelton from The Voice, the huge, huge uh, country music singer, is promoting I'm Not Wearing Pants. You think I'm kidding? Check out this headline. 
I got to move it over. There you go. Blake Shelton jokes he's naked from the waist down while filming the remote, uh, the, the voice remote shows. <laughs> Wait, Misha said not only is the place might go off when he delivered, but customs is going to hold it back. Yeah, exactly. If it makes it through customs, it won't trust me. But but the thought it's the it's the thought that counts. All right, Blake Shelton from The Voice. They do remote shows now because you know COVID and all that other crap and social distancing crap and all that junk. So now apparently, if you if actually if I scroll down here, there you'll see. You've got uh, Carson Daly, Kelly Clarkson. John Legend, there's uh, Blake over in the corner, Nick Jonas. So all these folks who I assume are the judging panel on uh, uh, remote version. And Blake Shelton says he is naked from the waist down. In other words, Blake's not wearing pants. Yes. Thanks for your support of the show, Blake. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you want to come on the show, by the way, Anytime, just get in touch. We'll put you right on the show. So there you go. <laughs> Blake's helping to support. I'm not wearing pants. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate that. Uh, I have this little recipe that gives me a free taco up until the end of May. A receipt. Really? Damn. Okay. No worries of me not getting Taco Bell. He has a free taco. Some people have all the luck. There are a few other places that make tacos, by the way, here in Malaysia. Uh, some of them are not too bad. Others are amiss. They tried, but they tried to get fancy or cute and do something besides your basic Taco 101. And nothing can replace a Taco 101. And do not talk to me about Fish tacos. Eh. Fish tacos. It's like ketchup on your steak. You should lower your credit score if you eat fish tacos. Blech. I'm not even so sure that I would forgive you with a chicken taco. A taco is meant to be made from beef. Not chicken. I could live with chicken, maybe. But fish taco, get out. <laughs> celebrity support for these podcasts. Yes, we've got to get some celebrity support for these podcasts. Write to Blake Shelton and tell him he needs to come on my show. We'll put him right on the air. <laughs> That's a really damn good idea. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. Oh, my. We need to get on to our book. We've done 50 minutes here. I really hope this chapter of the book is not going to take too long. I'm almost tempted to put it off till next stream. Um, what else is Misha saying? It's free, but there's still tax. Of course. Death and taxes, babe. Death and taxes, no matter what. Uh, it's funny you say you don't like fish tacos. My family eats that every Friday. Also now until the end of next month. I'm assuming that's maybe a Catholic thing with eating meat on Friday. Do they still do that? I suppose very traditionalists would. Luckily, the, di uh, the disgust of hearing my fans eat it will end soon. 
nope, sorry. I love you to death, Misha, but I am not going to forgive anybody who eats fish tacos. Yeah, because of Len. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, see, I know a little about a little. <laughs> um, no, no. I'm not going to do fish tacos. Have the tacos on Thursday and have them with beef. <laughs> happy to report she doesn't eat. Uh, Misha says, happy to report I don't eat it. Sorry. <laughs> she. Okay. Um, if I don't get to this book, I'm not going to get it tonight. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick scan here. Not a veggie person. Good. Me neither. Vegetarians. <sighs> I'm a meat eater. I'm a carnivore. All right. Where's the beef? Remember that? Hey, by the way, earlier today, I did a, uh, a voiceover for Honda, Honda Malaysia. Thank you for Honda and the agency for hiring me. And uh, it's a sort of corporate uh, video. Uh, it will be out, I assume, sometime in the next month or so. You know what? I have a feeling we're going to have to put off. This is a long chapter. I'm just skimming through as I, oh my God, it's page after page after, no, 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 no. This ain't going to work. <laughs> it's very long. It's like the second to the last chapter of the book. And it, it's like 12 more pages. Yeah, it was, it was uh, for Honda, Honda Malaysia. And their uh, One Million Dreams uh, campaign. It's very, very cool. Well done script, by the way. Whoever the script writer was, it was very nice. Yeah, it's the second to the last chapter, and it's about 20 pages long. I'm sorry, guys. There is no way I'm going to wind up doing like an hour and a half stream tonight. I will get, I will get killed, so I can't do that. But uh, I will get to, to chapter 11, which is called Who Stole the Tarts? Um we managed to fill practically an hour here talking about absolute crap. But that's okay. It's kind of like what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it'd be long since it's the climax of the story. It is. It's the penultimate chapter. Um, there's only, I think, it's two more chapters to go. Um, so we will... Uh, we will put that off until Saturday night. And then I promise, I promise if I have to edit, I will get through this. Uh, thanks for liking the stream, Kim. Thank you so much. Welcome. Be sure you subscribe and follow. Uh, I'm not wearing pants page over there on Facebook. Also, you can find this on, uh, on YouTube under Jay Sheldon. You'll see that logo. And of course, twitch.tv slash Jay Sheldon no pants our email address is right down there at the bottom there you go i've set up a new email account through my domain it's no pants at jsheldon.com i have already received several emails i reply everybody so if you want you can send me whatever you'd like you can write me your opinions or things you want to talk about and um i'll reply of course i appreciate it it's great to hear from people and to know that you're out there and you're listening and that you respond. It's fantastic. Um, as always, you can be a part of this show. You can call in right from your handphone, cell phone, house phone. It's a Connecticut number. 860-598-0987 is the number. It'll put you through to the show on Skype live. Or you can Skype Jay Sheldon. Look for that logo. And that's the one. Just click call and you'll be 
on the air just like that. Yay! Okay. Yes, I have this cute little sound effect thing now, and it's actually working. If I have to get your attention, if I want to attract your attention in another way, yes, we can do that. And uh, what else have we got? I got this one. Oh, I should have used that before. (laughs) That would have been nice. I love it. I want some more of it. Yeah. Speaking of country music. All right. Yeah, it's quite the soundboard. Um, I have given up. I went back to my old microphone because the mic through that absolutely sucks. It's horrid. So I just stuck it in here so I've got some some weird effects. And that's often what my audience is like. The dead crow just out there going, what is he talking about? What insane, mundane, ridiculous thing has he found to tie up an entire hour of my life doing? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, we will see you again on Saturday night. Yeah, this is Thursday. So our next stream is two nights from now on Saturday night. Um I did a couple of test streams. You probably didn't see them, uh, but I was on at a weird time of day, just testing a few things out. Uh, we had one or two people show up because they follow. Uh, so be sure you do that. Like, subscribe, share, follow. It's all free. You can uh, follow along, and that way you'll be notified whenever, um, whenever we go live. So... Until uh, Saturday night, I will see you on the flip side of that. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the chats. And uh, thanks for helping to support the stream. I really appreciate it. Um, We will see you on Saturday. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon. And I'm not wearing pants.